0: Hey, it's Melissa Rivers and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. You know, we are upon Mother's Day, which is always an exciting time, and I get to talk to one of my favorite people, actor Jeremy Piven, and what a lot of you probably don't know is Jeremy is incredibly close and incredibly proud of his mother, one of the great acting teachers and a phenomenal actress in her own right, Joyce Piven.
1: Welcome, Jeremy. Happy Mother's Day to all of you.
0: Yes, happy Mother's Day. And, I, you know, when you and I spoke, I'm like, can we promote your movie and da da da? And what we really settled on, what you and I really and Sabrina want to talk about is our moms. Yes. And everyone knows your career, but for those who don't, it's everything from theater to entourage to movies. And now you're back being a road comic, which is a whole other conversation. But one of the things I've always noticed about you is you and your mom have an amazing relationship yeah does she like your sister as much as she likes you
1: uh yeah my mom's always been great about being very fair to all of us which is which is not easy she's very diplomatic because you're clearly the favorite uh in my mind i am always number one on the call (laughs) sheets even though i'm i'm last on the call sheets and um (laughs) No, you know, my mom is, you know, because moms, as you know, from and I want to get to your mom in a second. um, They're great to vent to. And so we vent. And of course, we want them to take our side. But she's been very good to just stay very neutral. And she's good at listening. And she's very honest and tough with me.
0: Well, where are you in the pecking order of your siblings?
1: Uh, I'm four years younger than my sister, who has two kids, uh, Lily, Rose and Pearl and um, and her husband, Adam McKay, wrote and directed The Big Short, Talladega Nights, all that kind of stuff. So they're all very creative people. And um, Uncle Jeremy is is really not that interesting in any way, shape (laughs) or form. And I I tried desperately to impress them. And at a certain point, I I I'll tell you when the moment I knew I needed to give up was. My, my niece is a, is a very big Jamie Foxx fan. And so to impress her, I took her to Jamie's house for, for a Christmas party, even though we're Jews. I figured they'd let us in and they were kind enough to let us in. We so do I'm Christmas fine.
0: every year in our house, too. So
1: there you go. Christmas cup, if you will. That's right. Yes,
0: and, and, and the Hanukkah bush.
1: Indeed. And I'm not going to take a swing at that slow pitch in honor of your mother.
0: Please don't.
1: <laughs> your mother would take a swing at that. She would take a, a hard cut and it would be a, a, a grand slam. Um, yes. So I'm taking Pearl and her little friend to Jamie Foxx's house. And just before we enter, Pearl turns to me at 13 years old and goes, is he going to be awkward the way you are? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I just drove like 45 minutes to, 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 to Jamie's door.
2: Don't you love the, the brutal honesty of children, though?
1: No, okay. I, don't. <laughs> I don't. No, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, my- I do. I, I do. I do love it. It's honesty. And my mom, that's funny. My mom. Uh, one of her lessons to me is. Because I, I do tend to be a bit too honest. And she's she just tells me you have to stop doing that because people don't know how to assimilate that honesty sometimes. And it's very confronting to them. And and so that you know that's always a little difficult because I, I used to tend to just really say what I feel in in a town where people are desperately trying to figure out how to dodge confrontation and everyone's trying to figure out what you wanna hear so you don't really know where anyone stands. And people would always know where I stand.
0: Doesn't make you popular.
2: You know what, listen, I'm in the same vein with you. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And I know sometimes it doesn't always float, I get that. However, you gotta be true to yourself, no? Come
1: on. You know, this is an incredible conversation to have. Yes, always, but. Because it's the truth as you see it, let's say professionally, someone has a hard time facing that truth. And if you give it to them, there are those that say that you're a bit of a slave to your ego because you need for them to hear the truth. When the reality is, if you give it to them, it's going to make their head explode and you won't work again. Something you know what I mean? Something something along those lines, if that makes any sense. It, it
0: yeah, is, and that's I, I, that's that's very deep. Or it you could is,
1: just it is really deep,
2: actually. Or, I was
0: gonna say, or you could just live in the shallow end of the pool, like I do, very happily, walking around with a cocktail.
1: There you go, <laughs> and 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 and.
0: There's nothing and wrong you, with and that, you're,
1: <laughs> and you're happy. You well,
0: know? I'm a Jew, so happy is. Happy,
1: eh, right. you know,
0: but I do want to talk about your mom, because obviously okay. now by being the baby and the only boy, you yeah. are, you know, clearly the, the, the second coming. Were you guys always that close?
1: Yeah, we um, my my parents were both my teachers, my acting right. teachers growing up. And so my father, I think I get it from my father because my father didn't know how to turn. He was a truth machine. So he didn't know how to turn it off. He didn't have that that chip that allowed him to to not say certain things. Oh, he should have. He should have met
0: Sabrina. Yeah. I I,
2: listen. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, unfortunately, I mean, for me, I should not say unfortunately, but fortunately for me, I don't have your path to walk. So I understand that you have to be very ginger in your delivery of certain things that you say to people in the industry. I get all that. I do. I do. But in the same token, I kind of don't care. I'm like, okay, all right, (laughs) and keep it moving.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is a much longer, deeper conversation because it feels like we're in the golden age of feelings where everyone will let the world know about their feelings And if you get into those for any reasons, there are some serious ramifications. Oh,
2: sure. Oh, sure. I I agree with that. I mean, you do have to have a sense of, you got to know your audience. You got to know your audience, whoever it is that you're in the room with. Yes, you're going to be sensitive to a degree because people don't necessarily want to hear about your feelings or your opinions, but we all have them.
0: Yeah. Don't get me started on this golden age of feelings and (laughs) that we are... That we are raising a lot of children with an extreme amount of sensitivity, which is wonderful, but also no coping skills when something doesn't go their way, or they don't like when some what how some how someone says something.
2: Oh, let listen, listen, listen at your
0: parenting. I'm not I'm not an easy parent. I didn't say that. I said listen to your parenting techniques. Oh, but let's go. <laughs> let's pivot back to parents. So your yeah. your dad was a truth teller. Was your mom? The safety play,
1: the safe place. You know what? Yes, but you know, like for instance, with acting. You know, I was directed by both of them from the time I was a child.
0: But wait, did and you so, always want to be an actor?
1: Uh, no, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I wanted to be a five foot nine Jewish linebacker, and there it doesn't exist. No. So, but it, it's a happy dream. It is a good dream, um, but my father used. To, one time said to me during rehearsal, he goes, there's one actor in this room and you ain't in." <laughs> and so he would, he would give it to me straight. Now in, in today's day and age, we're worried about people's feelings and whatnot. That was hardcore. And it made me, you know, it, 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 it hurt me, but I regrouped and I doubled down and, um, he, he just wanted me to get better. He knew that I wasn't progressing in rehearsal and he gave it to me straight. and It was hardcore. And, you know, it's one of the variables that made me a better actor and worked harder. And my mother was different. My mom would figure out a way she would immediately go positive and celebrate the things you did well and then slip in a note when you didn't even know it or ask a question that you would have to then think about the scene or whatever. And then you would attack it. So you thought you were being celebrated when you were really getting notes. And my father would just bring the hammer down. So it was good cop, bad cop, and it worked. Um, and, you know, so there you have, it, it was very different.
0: How often do you, uh, you know, obviously I've done my research. And I know you have a wonderful relationship with your mother now as an adult. How often do you talk to her? Cause my mom, was up in my business 24-7. We once had a terrible fight, one of many. Um, and we had a bad fight, and she texted me this long email from the airport. And I wish we were as close as so-and-so, and I have no idea what's going on in your life, and blah, blah, blah. And I picked up the phone. She was in the American Airlines lounge at LAX and called her, and I said, what are you talking about? Our biggest problem is we are too much in each other's life. And she thought about it for a second and went, oh, okay, ignore what I said, just I emailed you.
1: Well, I, I mean, that's really amazing that she could stop and hear you and take that moment. Yeah, I mean, you know- By the I, way, you know, it,
0: it, was, it was fleeting.
1: Well, you know, I see my mom all the time and I talk to her, I see her talk to her almost every day. And I know what you're saying, because sometimes it's never quite enough, you know, but um, that's all part of it. And we all get a little crazy and then we're brought back down to reality. You know, when I see my mom and I'm like, I got to run. And, you know, she she gets a little angry that, you know, I haven't spent enough time. But, you know, but then she that subsides and it's all good. Um, But, yeah, we got to spend you know, it's funny. I remember you hearing you talk about your mother trying to remember what it was exactly. Just just how um, how diligent she was as a stand up, kept all of her notes and people don't realize that she was like, you know, um, carving her way when there weren't really any female stand ups. Right. So she was kind of the pro to, she, it She was uncharted territory kind of amazing what she did Uh, and now i know from 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 transitioning uh on you know from acting into stand-up i had to to to, the only way to do it for me even though i come from a background of sketch comedy in second city and been doing comedies and and different things that would lead to stand-up my whole life if i didn't do 250 shows a year if i didn't go on the road and and, and really grind and, and figure out how to do it, I wouldn't even have a chance. So I now have a perspective on her that I didn't before, which is truly how hard it is, you know, to do what she did. And she was incredibly uh, disciplined in, in a world where you have to create all your discipline because it's not like acting where there's a set and, you know, there's a schedule. So she was she was a very disciplined person in that arena, right? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, that way, yes. Other stuff, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did again because one of the things we have in common is we both come from the entertainment field, being raised in it. My mom, my parents, and my father included, were supportive but not encouraging because they know what a sh- they knew what a shitty business we've all opted to be on being. Right. What about, I mean, your parents really got you up on the boards immediately. Were they always supportive or not? I mean, how did they explain to you that you're going to walk, you're walking into a world of endless rejection? Oh, deep question, huh?
1: You know, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, You have to understand, as you know, there's a difference between, I mean, they threw me up on stage at eight years old because they needed a kid. Me and John Cusack were eight years old. And they needed someone for the darling that we were doing check and they needed a couple little eight year olds to butcher check off and make <laughs> him roll over in his grave. And so we went Butchering
0: Chekhov is very easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe me, I know. Um, so, yeah, we were we were in it from as babies. And so we, we became very comfortable on stage and and their motto was when you were up on stage it was very interesting because we were doing improv and scene study and so it was comedy and and drama and everything all at the same time and they i I could bore you with the the details of all that stuff um but so they were very encouraging for us to explore that space but they said oh don't don't become an actor there's no way you know it'll 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 break your heart there's the odds are against you and all that kind of stuff and then once i left the house and then did some went to college and did some shakespeare and they came and saw me and then that's when they said to me they saw me and they said oh yeah we think you should do this but it wasn't until i had left the ho- my house and was working finally with someone else and was doing uh something something you know outside of the nest that they gave me the encouragement but they were very they were very kind of conscientious in terms of like not building up false hope. And they wanted to wait and see me um, with a little bit of perspective. And then they gave it to me straight. And that was that was a real shot in the arm for me. And I thought, oh, OK, wow. They because they wouldn't throw that stuff around. They, it was the first time they said it. And so that's when I knew, OK, well, maybe maybe I have a shot at this.
0: What do they want? What do they want you to be?
1: They weren't very specific about that. Just to be happy. And you know they were very good in that way. My mom's not a doting Jewish mother; she wasn't always like trying to, uh, you know, wanted me to. You know, sure they would have been thrilled if I was a doctor or Or or
0: yeah, or a lawyer, or specifically an orthodontist.
1: Indeed, indeed, all the good, all the good Jew professions that would have been fantastic. But I mean, ironically, I couldn't. I remember uh, attempting to do some some medical classes and just thinking. You know, this is just overwhelming. It's like, so um, yeah, I mean, and I think that that 10,000 hours reference is is real. You know, when, when people, younger people want to know like how to do it, um, I tell them things that they don't want to hear. Like just do a short film, just do anything you can and just really log those hours and learn and work hard. And um, we're living in a time where people can blow up on TikTok in eight minutes. And so it's hard for them to to hear that. I want to know, is your mom your biggest fan? Oddly enough, she gives it to me straight. You know, she was watching uh, the the last movie I had come out called Last Call with Bruce Stern and Taryn Manning and a great cast. And she couldn't get through it. And she was honest with me because she just thought it was too raunchy. And so she, she turned it off. And um,
2: and I, wait, okay, but wait, how did you feel about that? Did you were you like? Um, yeah, I mean, did you take it? Did you take it in a critical sense, or did you take it like, well, man, I should have made a G-rated version for my mom? <laughs> like, what were you thinking when she was saying that? Like, is it generational? Like,
1: what's I, I was was going through your that, head? I was thinking that I was proud that I wasn't offended. Okay, <laughs> that that I'm growing up finally.
2: Okay. A sign of maturity. Okay. I like that.
0: A little bit different that went on in my household with my mom, who's like, make your skirt shorter, unbutton another button and put your boobs out. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit different. My mother always was like, why can't you be slutty?
2: A little bit different. Well, Melissa got the offer to do Playboy. John was Way back in the day. She was like, uh, yeah, duh. Uh, you're going to say yes you need me to help you unbutton your blouse <laughs> how much money are they offering you
1: <laughs> yeah no her generation it was just i mean it's it's fascinating compared to what's going on now
2: absolutely 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 i agree with you 300 percent.
1: you probably couldn't offend your mom she was so funny and tough and 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 uh made her way I don't know. It's just funny. very you know but what? You but
0: very be, you, different, very different offstage, very she, much, oh, very conservative, very listen, much a lady, very it much, was
2: very shy too. It was, I remember we were, she had did a performance and this gay guy brought over like this bejeweled dildo, you know? And so he was walking up toward her with it. He, You could see like her fear, but she was still very gracious. Like, thank you for this blinged out, Ding dong. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she we're, was th- cringing inside, like, please, somebody take it away. <laughs> were you a good kid?
1: Uh, Not really. No.
0: What was the worst thing you did? I mean, I almost burnt down my parents' house at one point because, and I was already in college. They were out of town, and I perhaps had been at a party, just maybe. And I came home and decided to, I found some random box of beignet mix. Now, mind you, I don't cook. And I decided to, that I was going to make beignets and everything caught fire. And I didn't, you know, no, I didn't know you weren't supposed to throw water on a grease fire, you know, and luckily did not. But that was, that was a pretty bad one.
1: What Did you ever
0: do anything really bad as a teenager?
1: I never broke the law. You know, I've never, it's never been, never been arrested for a felony. Never in my life. Um, but but once I started playing Ari Gold, the knives came out and I wasn't prepared for that because I won the fresh face of the year award at 37. And when I accepted the award, I said, there's nothing fresh about my face. <laughs> <but> thank you. <laughs> there's nothing, you know, I, I, I broke through at 37. I was, right. you know, 45 movies into it and eight eight series regular gigs into it and was an overnight success um
0: ain't that the truth
1: yeah so that's you know it's just if you stay in it long enough something will break through but um so as as a kid i remember you know i i threw i threw the kind of end end of high school party at my house and my mom and my sister were at rehearsal they were rehearsing for this play and I don't know what I was thinking. I threw a party as if they were away in a <laughs> or something. And like, you know, I was the only white boy on my football team. And we had probably one of the only truly integrated high schools in the country. I mean, unfortunately. Um, and by the way, I'm about to do a movie with Terrence Howard and, and Harvey Keitel about the dismantling of of segregation in 1974, which I think is incredibly important and we need to
0: Are you a good guy or a bad guy in it?
1: I'm a bad guy. Love
0: that. Very Very bad bad dude.
1: Very bad. And it's very interesting because I'm playing a racist and I had to be taught what racism was because I remember being on my football team and and our coach saying to us, you're going to hear the N word. And I'm thinking, what is, I didn't know what he was talking about. And I remember having to, to walk through this um and understand i didn't understand so because it's nothing there's nothing natural about it you have to be taught how to hate
0: so you threw you threw a party
1: i threw a party and i was you know my entire my entire team shows up and the basketball team shows up and you know my mother is a tiny jewish woman and there were (laughs) six foot eleven black gentlemen In my living room, and my mom was a joke. She said, "I didn't invite the Harlem (laughs) Globetrotter." And
2: (laughs) that's kind of funny. That's (laughs) hilarious. It's funny.
1: And everyone looked at her like it was springtime for Hitler. It was like, you know, like the record stopped. Like, what's happening? (laughs) My mom, like, we're we're the we're the we're the least racist people you could ever imagine in this lifetime. Like, we didn't. Everything was inclusive. Every every casting choice was colorblind. Yeah, always
0: same world right. I grew up in. But sometimes things are just funny.
1: Yeah, it was. She was she was going for the laugh, but it didn't it didn't go over. It didn't test, it didn't test well in my living room.
2: Well, <laughs> mom was also breaking up the party. Come on, let's be
1: honest. Yeah, she, she was. She, she was, was breaking up the party. So she was breaking up the party. And then the cops surrounded us in my living room, and. Wait, who called they, the cops? A, uh, anyone, neighbors, whoever.
2: Um, <laughs> Remember now, the globe were there. You know them, some kind of shady, shifty <laughs> guys. All the popo.
1: <laughs> yeah, we a lot there's a lot of carrots <laughs> even back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the cops surrounded my mother, and they said, "You know, we're we're going to arrest you for contributing to the delinquency of fire," and and they were going to take my mother away and i, I you know my mom <laughs> said to them <laughs> she goes i am a hard working artist <laughs> and it was it was like she was speaking sanskrit it was like <laughs> they were like they were it, it, they became like french bulldogs like going what 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 is that what does that even mean or like you know, the rca was,
0: victor dog
1: like yeah. You know, she, she had just come from, she was trying to explain to them, she just come from rehearsal. She'd been rehearsing, she didn't know about this. You know, it was one thing led to another. It was, it was pretty confrontational and awkward and weird. Ultimately, they didn't take my mom away, thank God. Um, and everyone cleared out, but you know, like that, that was probably the worst uh, that thing that happened. It was, were wasn't you grounded? Like, yeah.
0: What was the grounding?
1: Um, I just wasn't allowed to, I mean, it was at a time when you're graduating from high school and I couldn't really go out and and hang with my friends and and do all that kind of stuff and whatnot. But uh, I mean, I I was, I was incredibly lucky. I had access. I had no idea how lucky I was. I thought that every kid had a theater that they could go and perform and and, you know, do great works and, and and have fun and improvise and people show up. I mean, the thing about Chicago, people want to know why so many kind of prolific actors come from Chicago is that you have an audience. People right. show up and they support you. So you get your reps in. So I was just very lucky.
0: So one, it just makes me laugh that story. Cause one of my, I spent a lot of time grounded. I really did spend a lot of time grounded and to the point that my son turned to me at one point and said, it's so not fair because I am, you are so much worse than me and I'm not allowed to do anything you got away with. And I'm like, dude, I was slick. What do you want from me? You'll, and I also yeah. scared him to death and said, you will never be as slick as I was. So don't even bother trying. But one of the <laughs> things, <laughs> don't, seriously, you can't mess with a professional. So one time I had gotten a, a, one of my numerous speeding tickets and I went to my dad. And said, "I'm in. I'm. I got another speeding ticket. Don't tell mommy." And my dad's like, "We won't. We'll go to traffic. We'll go to the traffic court. Whatever." And somehow my mother found out. So she was really pissed at my dad. And my mother shows up. I'm your ride to traffic court. Well, I can't tell you how well that went. So we. It's our turn. And I'm about to say guilty with explanation because I, of course, had concocted some. Crazy excuse in my teenage head, and before I can get the words out, my mother goes, "She's guilty, and she needs to go to driving school."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could hear saying that. Oh that yeah. really-
2: to- totally. Is your mother a good grandmother, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, she is. She's the best. She she loves her girls, and um, you know the girls the girls aren't really. I mean, it's tough because. We all are creative entities. Both of our parents are writers, directors, and grandma is a, you know, it's a teacher, actress, and Uncle Jeremy is an actor, whatever. And they just kind of don't want to see it. They don't want to pay attention to it. They And I remember I, I've never spoken about anything that has anything to do with myself. I've never, like, taken a victory lap or said, like, Oh, you know, Uncle Jeremy is in something. Ever and they don't know. As far as I know, anything about me.
0: When they come over, you go. Don't touch that, sweetheart. That's Uncle Jeremy's Emmy. Yeah, but <laughs> but their
1: dad has an Oscar, and he, you know, for the Big Short. And I was there the night he won, and I was like, isn't that incredible? Your dad won an Oscar. And they're like, um, they said that they were going to have a pool here. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all they cared about was going in the pool. I was like, do you understand what? what that means are like, I don't care. We we're, good. we were promised a pool. Again, I love it. I love it. Is there any
2: pressure on you to have kids?
1: Oh, my mom, I mean, obviously my mom would love for me to have kids and I, I would as well. And, and believe me, there was no, this is not premeditated. I didn't wanna um, in, in any way, shape or form. As, as I say in my standup, people wanna know why I'm still single. And I tell them the truth. I tell them I've been married to my work you know, and then my work decided to see other people. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I'm going to use that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, for good or ill, and we can have no, we have no, uh, we can't have any regrets. Yeah, my relationships have taken a backseat to, like, you know, getting the next job. And so... You're never too old. And the good thing about guys is not to rub it in, ladies. But it's you know, true. We'll, <laughs> we, you know, I, I, um, you know, we, I, I can still have a family. Procreate. And yes, indeed, and I want to. Um, and uh, maybe I want to too badly. Maybe I'm too intense, you know. And I'm trying to breed up. I'm looking for a woman with height, with better hair. Uh, You know, maybe her dad is an athlete. I I I just
2: can't believe you just said breed up. Is that what you said? I'm looking to breed up. Oh yeah. That is a, that's a new specialness right there.
0: You've never heard that. Yeah. We got it. For us short Jude, we got to breed. We need height.
1: OMG.
2: We need, we need height. We need someone who's naturally (laughs) thin. Okay. All right, Jeremy, we don't have to, we don't have to have a sidebar because you're going to have to have a smoother approach. Hey, I just want to breed up girl. Come on. That ain't going to (laughs) work out. You got to be a little smoother in your rap, your game. Oh, he's got
0: plenty. I spent many years watching him with different (laughs) dates on the red carpet. He's got plenty of game. How did you and your mom stay in touch during the pandemic?
1: Um, We Facetime, we called, you know, all all different forms. She's not great with technology. I'm not either. So we would do that. But also I would, I would go over and visit her and we would have masks on and we would socially distance and stuff like that. And and do our thing. And, and um, she, and she has been fully vaccinated now and I'm, I'm happy that she made it through.
0: And what are you getting her for Mother's Day? Besides the fact that you're her son, which I'm sure is her greatest joy.
1: You know, being the mother
0: of a son, I can say that.
1: Yeah. It, 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 yes. It's, it's funny because like, I just got this Philip Roth book. Um, and we, we, I get her stuff all the time. So, you know, I'll get her flowers or something kind of boring like that, but I just feel like there's always some sort of exchange, so I don't necessarily need that day to, to, to remind me to kind of bring her something.
0: Um, I so appreciate it. Always great to visit with you. People should look for wherever you're on the road. They should go see your movie that's out right now, Last Call, where you play someone from Philly, which is my adopted hometown, Go Eagles. I know you're a Bears fan.
1: And I'm going to uh, be releasing my own podcast, How You Live in J. Piven.
0: Oh, okay. what, oh, that's what you always say is how you live in J Piven.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be my podcast. That's going to be coming out uh, in a few weeks. And so I'm going to be entering the game because I know what you're thinking. We need another podcast. Said well, no one ever.
0: Exactly. And by the way, people <laughs> who don't realize how funny you are, they need to go see you do your stand up. You can go to Jeremy's website and see all of his dates. I cannot thank you enough.
1: Thank you guys so much.